0: This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 115. Don't take money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card to ride this train. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later.
1: And now your host, whose vocabulary consists of words like dude, awesome, and stoked. Pat Flynn.
0: Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout, For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast podcast. This is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks so much for joining me today. I am super stoked you're here because I have an awesome guest in today's session. And dude, Seriously, this episode could very well be one of the most popular episodes to date because it could help you wipe out a huge pain that you probably have in your life. No, I'm not talking about mosquitoes or slow drivers in the fast lane, but I am talking about your ever-growing email inbox. So quick story, when I first started my business, I was answering every single email personally within 24 hours. Then, you know, as my business grew, I spent more time answering those emails as they came in, which I loved doing. I would still answer them within 24 hours because people appreciate that kind of thing. And it helped me create a lot of connections with people in my brand. But then, you know, I started growing faster than I could keep up. And uh, if I continued to answer emails like I had been, I would get nothing else done. So I let the count of unread emails slowly creep up and then all of a sudden I'm at 50, 100, 200 unread emails. You know, sometimes I would knock out a large batch and feel really good about it only to turn around and see like 250, 500, 1,000 unread emails. As of late, I've been getting up to at times 400 emails a day. This is ridiculous how much email I get sometimes. And my inbox just became a constant reminder to me about how many people were asking for my attention and how little attention I have to give and it hurt and I felt like that every email that came in was just another opportunity lost or just I just felt really bad about it you know I did not like not answering emails so I started to you know make excuses for the fact that I couldn't answer those emails right away so on my contact form I'd say things like Please note, I may not be able to respond in a timely manner due to the volume of emails I get on a daily basis. Or I, you know, I think I'd be smart and be like, "Hey, why don't you ask me the question on Twitter? I'm usually there. It's easier for me to answer, and of course, it's only 140 characters." But you know, my inbox kept growing anyway. So you know, now I'm around 2,000 to 3,000 unread emails. Then I finally, you know, at least got a little bit of my head on straight, and I started searching for answers. How can I tackle this email inbox problem? And so I downloaded some of the cool tools and resources that are out there. You know, a lot of the browser extensions or Google or Gmail plugins that people put put into their systems to help alleviate the email problem. I've read a bunch of strategies which worked a little bit here and there. You know, I felt a little bit more control. But it was like, you know, I felt like I was in a submarine and it was just, there's like holes and it's slowly filling with water. And, uh, you know, I can see how much air I have left to breathe and there isn't that much and You know, my friends who have similar situations with email, they all suggested that I explore the idea of hiring someone to help. And, you know, they've been suggesting this for a long time, but, you know, I was never comfortable with that. I didn't feel comfortable with, you know, how could I trust someone to do that? How could I trust someone to answer for me or on behalf of me? You know, how would that even work? Where do I even start? So, you know, 5,000. 6,000 completely unread emails. I mean, just think, out of those thousands of emails, there's got to be some important ones, maybe opportunities completely missed. And of course, a lot of people let down. Not good. And so, this is where I was in May. It is now June, almost July of 2014. And for the past month and a half, I've been working with an executive assistant. Her name's Jessica who I finally hired to help me cure my email cancer. And to my surprise, this is crazy, but after about three weeks together, we've reached inbox zero. And 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 I've been consistently staying in control of my email since then. Honestly, I cannot believe it, but it seriously feels like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And most importantly, I don't feel bad every time I get an email anymore. I used to feel bad. I used to feel like every email was... Like I said, an opportunity lost, or like I was just ignoring that person. But now I know those emails are being read instead of ignored, and I'm so thankful for everything that Jessica has taught me, and it's going to teach you in this episode today too. So I have her on as a guest, my, my assistant, Jessica. This will be awesome. So before I start the interview, let me tell you quickly about how I found her. I actually brought the issue of my email inbox to my team. You know, I have a handful of people who help me with my current and future projects. And uh, I'm pretty sure they were feeling that I was a bit slow to answer a lot of those emails, probably because on multiple occasions, I needed a second or third email, you know, a little nudge here and there. Sometimes, and I feel bad just thinking about this, uh, a text message, you know, just to get my attention for a time-sensitive question that they had. Again, it was a huge problem. So when I brought this issue up with my team, they were quick to agree that I needed some help, and thankfully one of my team members, Mindy, who I call my director of happiness, she said that she knew someone who uh, lives in her area that does this kind of thing, that helps people with their inboxes and does other executive type tasks for them. And So we all got together on a Google Hangout and you know had a nice chat with Jessica and the team and what we sort of wanted to get out of this, and uh, so I agreed. I agreed to give it a shot, and I'm so glad I did. So... You're going to hear in this session what Jessica was thinking when she looked at my flooded email inbox for the first time, her plan of attack, and uh, actually a lot of the things that I had to train myself to do in order to make all of this work. So of course, there's like, you know, thousands of different ways you could handle your own inbox, but this is what finally worked for me, and I hope that some of this will prove to be useful for you, either all of it or just some of it. Maybe it's useful for you, or maybe you have a VA or one of your team members listen to this as well, and to get together, you can create your own strategy based off of you know a starting point that we suggest. So stay tuned until the end. Make sure you stay till the end because I have a special resource for you related to controlling your inbox that I think you're gonna love. So enjoy this interview. Again, this is Jessica, my executive assistant, and uh, please don't spit out your coffee when you hear just how many emails were left unread when she came in. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to introduce you to Jessica, my executive assistant, who has helped me with the email problem that I've been talking about over the last few months here on the podcast. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on.
1: Hi, Pat. It's great to be here. I
0: am just so thankful for you. Uh, and I just want to say thank you publicly on the air here because you've helped take these huge weights off my shoulders with email. And just now I'm, I'm getting to, and, and you know this because you're in my inbox now, uh, I'm getting to inbox zero almost every day now yeah um, and that is just something I would have never ever dreamed of when I contacted you after a lot of thought, and this was actually years of thinking about potentially having someone go into my ebook or into my inbox, and we'll talk a little bit about why you know what was going through my head, why I didn't want to do it, which is I'm sure a, what a lot of you are, are thinking right now. Um, but when I contacted you, can you remember how many unread emails I had in my inbox?
1: You were pretty close to ten thousand. You're actually just shy of 10,000.
0: Yeah, okay, so when, when I hired you, and for, for everybody out there, this is gonna be a casual conversation between Jessica and I, and we're gonna go through sort of her plan of attack, and just to hopefully give you some information that you can take when you hire somebody, or even if you don't hire somebody, at least give you some insight on how you could potentially handle the mess that is your inbox and we've had Tim Ferriss on the show before and you have to realize that this is something you have to learn how to control it's not you know it can it can easily control your life like it was for me and I just got to a point where um, I was like I can't answer any more emails which made me feel terrible because people are taking time out of their their day to contact me just like people take their time to contact you and then when you can't answer them it's you know, it might come off as disrespectful. And, you know, I've tried to be upfront with my audience and tell them, you know, I get hundreds of emails a day and now I'm able to control them. So Jessica, let me ask you, when you saw 9,000, 10,000 emails in my inbox, what was your initial reaction? And please be honest. And then what was your plan of attack?
1: My initial reaction was um, I cried a little bit on the inside. (laughs) I will be honest with you um, because I personally hit inbox zero every day um and i don't get, you know, 4 to 500 emails a day like you do um but you know it's it's a it's a difficult thing to change your mindset and to change your own personal work habits to come around mm-hmm. to accepting the inbox zero um but once you do get to that it's really freeing and really great because then you know the 20 30 or however many you know up to 500 or more that you might get a day um like you had said, Pat, you felt like you were in a position where you couldn't respond to people. It's very freeing and yeah. very, it's it's just like you said, it's a huge weight off your shoulders to know that the amount of email that's coming in is something that's manageable. So my inbox is a very you know well-run ship. I mean, it's inbox zero every day. Emails are responded to, they're delegated, they're handled, they get out of my inbox. Um so yeah, I, I did. I was I was a little sad on the inside, but understandably, you know, because I mean, you're you know, you do get a, a much greater volume of email than I do. Right. Um, so I was surprised, but not surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did um,
0: I did feel like I was drowning, and uh, you definitely you definitely saved me. And what, what's most surprising about me, and we'll go over the system that we use just a second, but what was most surprising to me is how much I needed to change my daily habits, and how much after paying attention. To myself each day when I was getting flooded with emails and not being able to respond to them, how um, just often I was checking email and how unorganized everything was. And you know, I'm still getting the same number of emails, and I'm still answering a number of them. I mean, you answer a number of uh, of them for me, which are canned responses. But it's just it's amazing how just creating systems can can free. One'self from these these obstacles, and so you know what was your plan of attack with me? You see these many emails. What was your what was the first thing uh, you would recommend to somebody who's feeling this way too?
1: Um, when you find yourself kind of drowning in email like that, my plan of attack with you personally, Pat, was to read everything that was in there from the oldest to the newest, just because that way you can see, you know, it gives you kind of a benchmark of where you started and where you ended up and it kind of gave me some insight into your audience. I will be honest with you, I had never even heard of you before I started working with you.
0: Perfectly fine. Not Um, everybody has.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so it was really great to see just the wonderful things that your, you know, your audience had to say and the questions that they ask. Um, So reading everything first was really important to me just so I could kind of get a feel for the types of email that you received. Mm -hmm. Um, because there are things, you know, personal questions, meetup requests, joining your mastermind requests, responses to your newsletters, spam, plenty of spam. Um, but you know, so just to get that idea of what it was that you had coming in was the first part. Um, the second part was then taking what was there and pulling out the items that still needed attention. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because that kind of showed us if there were any outstanding action items, things that still needed to get done instead of you feeling like you're drowning under the weight of 10,000 emails that haven't been looked at in four months. I had, you know, a pile of what I think maybe like 500 emails that I still needed you to look through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we just we boiled it down from that 10,000 to somewhere in the 500 realm and um, that was really important to just kind of get you to that point. And even further from there, um, I knew that at some point we would have to declare an email bankruptcy. I knew that there was no way that we could get through everything. Mm -hmm. And other than that, it was um, just learning about things as I went. Uh, Categories and filters kind of set themselves up naturally as I saw the types of things that come in. And um, yeah, we just went from there. So it was a really fluid, really flexible process
0: okay so just to recap for everybody you read all the emails and that gave you some familiarity with the brand and the types of emails i got and from there you categorize them into certain types and uh, we could talk about the different categories in a little bit but th- there were important categories that were ones where it would require my attention to answer myself or to, to figure out and that you know it was interesting because out of the 10,000 emails, like you said, there was only 500 that I really needed to answer. Um, A lot of other ones were just notes or, um, you know, just like you said, a lot of spam or just thank yous. And those were put into their specific folders. But what it really came down to is me only really needing to answer just a few of them. But even then, you know, there were, it was, it was, it was a lot. And so we did have to declare email bankruptcy and, you know, I want to talk about really quick what it was like to hire you. That was a very tough thing for me to do. Um, after talking with a lot of people like Chris Ducker and a lot of people who use VAs to help with their email, I finally just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to try this out and see what it's like. But before that, I, just, I was not keen on doing it. I could not imagine somebody else going into my inbox, um, looking at all my stuff for one, and secondly, potentially answering for me. Now, there's different ways to do that. I could have had you um, answer under my name, which I don't think is a a, a thing that should be done. I don't want to have, have you pretend to be me. So whenever you are responding to an email, such as a guest post request or an interview request if I'm not doing interviews or you know when, whenever there's sort of a canned response for something, you're actually answering those for me. So that immediately, um, or on behalf of me as Jessica, my executive assistant, what that immediately does is it takes that email away from me, Pat Flynn. I don't need to ever see that email anymore. Um, and that's that's huge. Um, now, the thing that still got me was just, you know it's it's email. it's personal and I, I feel like I had to be controlled. Do you feel like with the other clients that you work with, they they sort of feel the same way, Jessica?
1: It's just like you said, it's a huge, huge decision to grant that access to somebody it's a big um, leap of faith Mm -hmm. it's a big trust thing Um, so I think it shows a certain level of kind of maturity and knowing yourself to be ready and able and willing to hire someone to manage your email, um, the clients that I do actually manage email for, they are at that breaking point, you know, where it is just a huge weight on their shoulders, and they're ready, you know, they're they're past the point of ready, where they say, okay, let's do this, because everything else is suffering because my email is suffering. Right. So they're ready to hand over control.
0: Right. Now, what are some of the common mistakes that I made, and also people make when it comes to trying to organize? their email or when it comes to email in general, what what are some of the top mistakes people are making that really take away time out of their day?
1: Um, the top mistakes that people make are kind of living inside of your inbox. Um, so one of the biggest things that I try to get my clients to do is get down to, you know, one to three times per day that you check in on your inbox, um, set a schedule for yourself, whatever makes the most sense, you know, just because I only check my email, three times a day at, you know, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. doesn't mean that that's going to work for you, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So really just getting you to be comfortable with setting a schedule is really important so you're not spending your whole day just living in your inbox and treating it like text messaging that's supposed to be instantaneous. Um, Another thing that people do is um, they don't use canned responses. Like for me personally, I just have a cut-and-paste list of, you know, here's the things and then I can kind of tweak them from there to personalize it to Mm -hmm. each certain situation. But a lot of people will sit and agonize over, oh man, well, how do I respond to this one email when really it falls under a broader category and could benefit from just a very quick yes or no answer or here's a cut and paste answer. Right. and, and I would say... Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, keep going, please. Oh, no, please go ahead. Okay, I was going
0: to say we're using Gmail to uh, as the mail client for the smart passive income emails that come in, which is yes. great because it's really nice to tag and categorize things and it does have the ability to add an extension to it, which is the Google canned response feature. So you can just simply click on a menu and click the answer you want to reply with and boom, it's there. If you don't have that or you're using a different email client, you can use text expander, which is one that I also use uh, every so often. Um, now, I will tell you some of the mistakes that I learned while working with you that I didn't even know I was doing it first. Like you said, I was living in my email. I was treating it like text messaging, and I was literally getting messages on my phone when e- new emails would come in. I would have a notification come in every time, and what it would do is interrupt me and whatever I was doing, and I'd go and check it. You know, it's sort of like when the phone rings, you have to answer it to see who it is, because what if it's something important? And um, that was a big lesson for me from you, Jessica, was when you told me, you know what, be honest with me. If you don't answer an email within 24 hours or even 48 hours, is it going to crush your business? Is it going to ruin everything? And I thought about that, and I said, "Wow, no." <laughs> I haven't been answering emails, you know, a lot already. But you know, um, you know, even if somebody important emailed me, they would have to give me the respect of, you know, at least a day to answer, if not more because it's not a phone call, it's email. In email, there's a delay between when the email is sent and when an, a- an answer is typically re- uh, responded with. And that was huge for me. So I got down to, and I kept track of this. When I first started working with you and you told me to keep track, I was checking my email 25 to 30 times a day. Oh <laughs> um, that's not in addition to the notifications that I was getting on my phone. So I was getting interrupted and pinged several times a day. Now I check three to seven times a day, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it, but it, it's huge because now I go in when I want to go in, and then I see the categories, and we'll talk about that just in the next uh, segment here. But it's it's up to me, and then I know exactly which folders to go to first and to answer because those are the most urgent. If I complete those, then I complete the next sort of tier level of of urgency, um, and and then we go from there. So first of all, I'll just thank you, and I think this is going to be a huge eye-opening podcast for people and their VAs, potentially. You might want to even send this to your VA to listen to just so you can have them sort of understand how to go through this. So we talked about how to clean up your inbox. You know, there's there's the going through the emails, the, the creating categories based on what types of emails you get, and then potentially declaring email bank- bankruptcy if, with if you have to. And that's something I really had to get over with. But that allowed me to reset. So now let's talk about, okay, on the daily, Jessica, when you go in my inbox, now that these new emails are coming in, you're not cleaning up old emails. New emails are coming in. What is your task and how do you make my life easier?
1: Uh, with the way things are set up right now, basically what I do is since I had you know 10,000 messages worth of learning about your audience, about the types of email you get, it's a really quick and simple process for me to open something up, kind of skim for keywords or key. You know, someone might start with a big introduction, but then say, here's my question. Like mm-hmm. I can look and just kind of find really the meat of what the email is about and then file it for you to respond or respond myself on your behalf very quickly.
0: And how do you know when you say file it for me to respond? There are different sort of levels of that. Can you talk about how we have it, how we have that set up?
1: Yeah. Um, that was actually a big part of the plan of attack is that we set up. A number of different folders. Um, So they're labels actually in Gmail that you can set up. And so um, that process took a while and was, you know, it's still evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't, you know, when you're setting up these folders and categories, you know, don't get set on any one thing. You know, feel free to say, okay, this folder isn't working. Let's try a different folder because we've done that a lot between us. Um, So right now we have urgent less urgent, those are really the two files that are going to kind of make or break your business. You know, the ones that you need to attend to within that 24 to 48 hour window and everything else is really reference material.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go in my email inbox uh, three to seven times a day when I go in, I see that there are emails in my urgent folder that Jessica has put in there and that's the first folder I open up. I don't look at anything else. And in that folder, they're typically more higher priority type questions or things that need to be responded to. Um, And again, it's over time. Jessica and I talk about what goes in there and what doesn't. And you also have to realize that I am learning and she's learning and we have to communicate with each other as well. That was a big thing when we first started. When I would find an email that was maybe not in the right folder, I would forward it to Jessica and say, hey, these types of emails go actually in this folder. And then she's learned that rule and from forever from that point forward it's it's good and the same thing if she's uh having a question this was very common we communicated a lot during the first couple of weeks if she has a question on the types of emails i get and what kind of response uh it should have or what folder it should go into she asks me and i have to uh, respond to her now she has access to my personal email which are like urgency to the 10th power, right? So those are for emergency-only type emails. I gave her that email address because it was important that she and I communicate quickly on getting things um, set up and fixed. So I go into my urgent folder. I answer all those emails just top to bottom. And then it's really nice because it's sort of like a I reach urgent box zero, you know, and I feel good about completing (laughs) all the urgent, urgent ones and it it motivates me. Right. And then I typically will go on to the less urgent ones and I'll open only that one, maybe three or four times a week. And then I'll just bust them out. I will batch answer them all. And it's nice because they're all typically non high level or high thinking type of emails, So I can just you know, easily crank those out. Um, I also have one specific... I, ha- I have specific folders also for different types of things like anything legal that comes in from my lawyer or attorney. That's a high priority folder as well. And that that actually takes precedence over the urgent folder. So whenever I... They're few and far between, but when I see that, I go in there immediately. I have ones for... Actually, just let me read them through for everybody. Um, so I have blog comments. That gets its own folder and actually... Correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica. We've created rules for certain types of ones that are automatically placed where you don't even have to do them. It's based on where the emails are coming from or what the subject line is. They get put into their own specific folder. Is that right? That's correct. So, for example, I might get affiliate notices from Bluehost or from you know, sales from createaclickablemap.com, those get put into a specific folder. So then they're already marked as read, so they don't even add to the number that is in my unread Im- inbox. Um, and they're put in a specific folder in case I need to go back in there and find through them find them later. Uh, there's one for receipts. So anytime I buy something for the business, Jessica knows to put those in that one and I can go in there easily for tax purposes and, and dig those out. Um, I have one for testimonials that Jessica puts in, which I don't, I you know, I do go in there once a week to read through them because I enjoy reading all the testimonials testimonials um, there's one for favors and uh, people offering their own services or you know who want to potentially work with me they are going in there um, I have one uh, uh, let's see oh just to answer so if anyone's come in that are put in the urgent or less urgent folder that I feel Jessica can answer I will put those in the just to answer folder and she also learns that rule down the road so those are few and far between as well Um, and you know it's just a great system so far it's always evolving but so far it has been working out really well because before when I would see that number 9 to 10,000 it would just it would just kill me I felt like I was never ever going to get to the end of the tunnel but on the daily now I'm answering uh, you know again three to seven times a day about 25 to 50 emails which is taking maybe a half hour of time and and that's it and uh, it's a beautiful thing (laughs) Anything else to add in terms of helping with email?
1: I would just kind of echo what you've said, that it's an ever-evolving process. You know, don't get set on any one idea. Be willing to be flexible, both um, on the assistant side and, you know, you as the client. Mm -hmm. You know, both of you have to be flexible and responsive and it's just ever-evolving and changing and it's really good if you can kind of roll with those punches.
0: Do you have any advice for somebody who is looking to hire a VA to help manage their email? What qualities should they look out for? Um, maybe this could be something for people who have VAs who want to help train their, that particular VA to answer emails. Um, you know, it's it's time to uh, talk about yourself a little bit. What makes you somebody great at this?
1: Um, well, I come from a strong background of being an executive assistant, so I have over a decade of experience. Um handling high volumes of email. Um, and the biggest thing that someone with an executive assistant background has is flexibility. Um, you have to be able to um, to deal with lots of different communication styles. You have to be flexible and adaptable to, you know, every day is different. Um, so, you know, a strong background as an executive assistant really gives you a lot of skills to, uh, to yeah, to just be flexible and go with it. Yeah. Cool. Um,
0: now, finally, a, a tip I have for all of you is, you know, in regards to that phone thing that I was talking about, it was always pinging me. Um, I've turned off notifications on my phone. Um, I, turn, I, I only get email when I go into my mail folder or my mail, mail, my mail icon or my mail app on my phone. I only get it when I ask for it. I think that's, that's the biggest thing I learned is only get it when you want it. And um, I've been doing a good job since keeping track of lowering the number of times that I've been asking for email every day. It's 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 me, right? Because Tim Ferriss said, um, and a number of people said this, Dane Maxwell said this as well, you know, email is just a way to organize other people's agendas, right? So you got to make sure that you keep it as organized as possible or else other people are going to start to control your life in this way. Um, so any final tips for anybody out there, Jessica, before I let you go?
1: Um, I would say that if you are looking for further resources on this, um, the way that I handle my inbox and Pat's inbox is kind of a blend of Zen habits and the getting things done model. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are two really great ones, which I'm sure that you've talked about.
0: I've talked about getting things done before, for sure.
1: Okay. What does Zen
0: habits add to, like, what is the gist of that book?
1: um you know zen habits it's his name is leo and he just um he doesn't only write about email management or getting things done um but he does have a number of posts on you know just how much better like what you even said you know getting your email under control was this huge weight off your shoulders you know you just feel so much better when you have an inbox zero and you know even his personal philosophy on email management he references the getting things done model mm. several times yeah, that's so.
0: Leo Babauta from zenhabits.net. Mm-hmm. Awesome yep. guy. Cool, Jessica. Thank you again so much for your time here. I'm sure everybody and their VAs are going to benefit from this, and hopefully we can all tackle email in a better way after listening to this episode. Thank you again, Jessica. I appreciate you so much, and uh, I'll see you in my inbox.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, right, thanks, Pat. Take
0: care. Yep. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jessica, my awesome executive assistant who, like you heard on the show, has just helped me in so many ways and I hope this episode will help you in many ways too. So please, if you have any feedback for this particular session or you might have some tips of your own that you'd like to share that has helped you with your email inbox, just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 115. That'll also take you to the show notes with all the links, the resources, and everything else mentioned in this episode conveniently for you at one spot. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session115. And additionally, when you go to that link, you'll get access to a free resource that I created, small little PDF file that'll help you by giving you the top five tools that you can use to help manage your inbox. You know, there's a ton of tools out there you could choose from. I've hand-picked five that will help you the most. There are a ton out there, trust me. And uh, I've used a number of them on my path and my journey to help figure email out. And I still use a lot of them. Um, of course, the best one I've I've had was Jessica. But uh, beyond that, there are a number of different software pieces or extensions or things you could uh, include on your desktop to help you manage your email. And I list those things there. So again, additional content beyond this episode at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 115. You'll see a quick download button right there on that page. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is from Glenn Alsop. Glenn Alsop from Viperchill.com. He is just somebody who I talk about so often here on the blog and on the podcast because he's always doing amazing things. He was actually the guest in episode number three. And now he's doing some cool stuff with SEO and like really helping a lot of people do some interesting stuff beyond what most of the people in this space are talking about. So if you go to marketinginc.com, that's marketing I N C. Dot com. You'll get access to free videos, no opt-ins required or anything. It's all completely free, and he'll walk you through some of the processes of some of the new things he's doing and teaching other people to do to successfully earn an income online. It's just incredible, and uh, they're completely free. There's a number of different videos there, actually, that walk you through this process, which is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Again, that URL is marketinginc.com. One more time, marketing i n c dot com. And Glenn, I know you're listening to this because you paid for this spot, uh, but you're awesome. Thank you so much for what you've done you know, with skin and all the other stuff you've done for the SPI community. And I'm sure this is going to help a lot of people too. So again, marketinginc.com. Thank you again so much for all the support. All of you listening, head on over to askpat.com if you have any questions you'd like potentially featured on that podcast. You might even get a free t-shirt too. And uh, again, the show notes for this episode and also the additional resources to help you tackle your email can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 115. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. Hey, what's up? Sorry to scare you. One quick question for you if you want to play along. Do you know the name of the movie where the intro that I beatboxed came from. If you do, head on over to facebook.com smartpassiveincome.
1: Let me know what you know, and uh, you'll get some brownie points. Cheers.